Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the hey, Whiskey. Hey, I'm going into business for myself here. Okay. Sell okay. your cell phones. I demand you come into our studio right now. And challenge us to a, a, a quiz off. Jason. Right now. J- Jason. Yeah. You know they don't live down here. They're in a completely different state several hours away. That's why I said I was going into my business for myself. This isn't scripted. But you're challenging somebody who can't come through the door. But Punk did it. Well, he's CM Punk and he's a little diva. Uh, you know what? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Welcome back to another edition of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. We'll talk more about what that was all about. Because <laughs> uh, CM Punk is being a little bit of a diva. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what are we drinking this week? So, um, one of our friends at the uh, the the excellent podcast, Travelers on the Omnibus, asked last week, Hey, do you guys mind if we donate you a, a whiskey to try? And I said, not at all. Sure, because whiskey, right? By the way, that's an open invitation. If there's anybody in, of our listeners that want to donate whiskey to us, feel free. We will gladly accept. So, Ethan, uh, which if you've listened to the Travelers, uh, Ethan just turned 21 recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, his very first hard liquor that he purchased and drank himself was Crown Royal Peach. And we all kind of gave him a little bit of shit for it. Yeah. Uh, because this isn't exactly a first whiskey. No, it's an uh, interesting choice for a first interesting whiskey. interesting choice for a first whiskey. But he had drank most of it, and he said, hey, uh, why don't you guys do it on your show? Because I don't think you have, and I don't think we have. I don't think we've done the peach. I think so, we've done the apple, and we've done some other crowns, but I don't yeah. think we've gotten to the peach. So we have Crown Royal Peach to try. It smells peachy. Smells peachy. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. You ever had a peach ring? Mm. Have you ever had peach ring candies? No. That's what this is. Yeah. Um, it's definitely peach candy. I can I can t- yeah. definitely say it's peach super, candy. Super, super, super sweet. Um, it no, doesn't taste like no whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, there's no whiskey at all. But This is just, uh, this is peach flavoring, which, hey, look, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's very sweet. This is definitely... Um, Something that you yeah. get when you want to mix it and well, have. I have a bottle at the house. Yeah. I mix it with uh, cream of soda. Makes like a a, a peach dreamsicle type thing. Okay. It's really I can, good. I can see that. Uh, I know a lot of people mix it in with sweet tea or even unsweet tea because of how sweet this is. Yeah. Um, You know, mix it with ginger ale. Uh, I've seen it mixed with Sprite. So... It's a real good mixing whiskey as far as just a, a drinking whiskey. It's way too sweet, honestly. Yeah, it's not something you want to sip. Um, or if you are going to drink it, you want to sip it. Yeah. But, so, but appreciate it, Ethan. Yeah, thank thanks you, for Ethan. the uh, Thanks for the donation. Yeah, cheers. Uh, with all that said, how about we get into the, uh, the results for the week, huh? The results for the week. So we had... What has been widely considered a an excellent edition of Monday Night Raw. 
Mm-hmm. It has been praised quite a bit. The Triple H era continues to go strong, it seems yep. like. So, uh, we have the Judgment Day beating down Rey Mysterio. We have Damian Priest challenging Edge to a match next week where they are going to be in Toronto. Edge's Edge's hometown? Yeah. Yeah. Edge's hometown. So that's going to happen. We have Alexa Bliss and Asuka defeating Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. We have The Miz and Ciampa defeating Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander. We have Riddle attacking Seth Rollins. Veer Mahan defeating Bo Keller, which... I guess Bo Keller is uh, enhancement talent because I've never heard of this man before. Yeah, it's got to be right. Um, and that was not on the Hulu version of Raw because <laughs> God forbid we put the entire episode of Raw on Hulu. Yes, I'm going to bitch about that every time. <laughs> we have the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley defeating AJ Styles via pinfall. Um, we have Theory defeating Dolph Ziggler via pinfall. We had uh, just two amazing promos and a match. We have Kevin, we had Drew McIntyre come out Mm -hmm. and he cuts just a great promo. It was a really good promo. It is. is. And then Kevin Owens comes out Mm -hmm. and he kills it too on his promo. And says he's been missing the prize fighter, so he's the prize fighter is back. And it was very compelling. Drew McIntyre drops the W word several times. Yeah. He says, we are wrestlers in a wrestling ring, so let's wrestle. Uh, he, he says championship belt instead of title. Mm-hmm. So what we're getting at is now that Vince is gone, those words that Vince is like, no, you can't say that. Yeah, that's not inter- those aren't entertainment that's, words. That's not entertainment. That's wrestling. We're not a wrestling company. Yeah, no, it's all gone, and they can say it. And it there's this air of excitement to Monday Night Raw because yeah. nobody truly knows anymore what can happen. I, I'll sit down and watch wrestling, and, and Caitlin will join me from time to time, and. I'll be watching the match and the, the, the way the match goes, and then I'll say, okay, this is going to happen, then that, and then this person's going to get the win. Mm-hmm. Two minutes later. Right. And she's like, how do you do that? Like, I've been watching this for 20 years. Because I've watched the same episode of Raw for the past six months. <laughs> and so, but now we can't, it, like, can we still do that? Yes, because we know how matches work. But it's not as as predictable. And it's exciting. I'm going to throw it over to you for Dynamite. All right. So with Dynamite, Dynamite felt very short this week. But that was because it opened up with uh, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, versus Daniel Garcia, the Dragon Slayer, as brought to you by HBO Max's new show, House of Dragons, with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as the guest timekeeper. Because... Let's lean all the way in. Dragons. Uh, in a two out of three falls match, uh, Garcia got the first fall, Danielson got the second fall, Danielson got the third fall to win. Uh, then afterwards, uh, Appreciation Society hit the ring to, or Jericho ran down to the ring to start attacking Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson, 
and Garcia pulled him away. Jericho kind of admonished him a bit and then left the ring, and then Garcia left the ring too. We then got the Gun Club versus Varsity Blondes in about a 30-second match, um, which this match included the best ma- the best moment of the night, honestly, because uh, after the Varsity Blondes were beat, uh, Stokely Hathaway comes halfway down the ring, and then the Gun Club attacks Billy Gunn. The Acclaim makes the save, and then in the ring, we get to see it again. Scissor, Scissor me, me, daddy. daddy <laughs> so they, the, the acclaimed are back on, on the, the, the positive side of Billy Gunn. Uh, we then got Tony Storm versus Kylan King. Tony Storm wins. That's the match that's set for the next pay-per-view uh, is Tony Storm versus uh, Thunder Rosa for the title. And then the main event was the Young Bucks and their mystery partner versus uh, Rouge Andrade Ilo and uh, Dragon Lee. And we'll get to who the mystery partner was when we talk about it, but I will say this. Dragon Lee sold everything, uh, including a spot that honestly probably shouldn't have been done. Yeah. uh, Where uh, Rouge and Andrade put the mystery mystery partner on the, the barricade, and then Dragon Lee does a tope through the second rope into him, into the front row of the crowd, kicking a person in the face. Yeah, I was, I'm, like, I'm pretty the sure that thing. the fan got kicked to the face. Uh, so, yeah. But that was Rampage, or, or Dynamite. Uh, like I said, it seemed very short, but that was because the two out of three falls match was a little over an hour. Yeah. Uh, moving to SmackDown. We had Ronda Rousey demanding that Adam Pierce lift her suspension and then being arrested. Um, we have Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. And if there's ever been a porn name in wrestling, it's right. JC Jane uh, defeating Natalia and Sonia Deville. We have. Uh, and that was for the women's tag tournament, right? Yeah, that was women's tag tournament. We have Hit Row tossing maximum male models out of the ring and then performing a song. Which felt which like a complete waste of my time. I'm sorry. Was the worst spot in wrestling this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have the Viking Raiders uh, hold a Viking funeral for the New Day. And in that, though they didn't show her face, um, her name just completely left me. Um, Sarah Logan? Sarah Logan. Thank you. Just gone. <laughs> but yeah, Sarah Logan was used in that spot to uh, be, I guess, kind of like a Viking priestess. So... Perhaps she's on her way back as a manager for... Uh, That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, we have Liv Morgan defeating Shotzi via pinfall. Early in the night, we have a backstage segment with Sami Zayn and Roman where Sami sits down in Roman's locker room with him. And Roman steps off for some reason. Sami answers Roman's phone at Roman's direction. And it's Jay on the on the phone. And they've had troubles at the border. And they're not able to make it. And that's because neither one of the Usos are allowed into Canada. Yeah. Because they like to drink and drive. Yep. Don't drink and drive, kids. You'll never be allowed in Canada. Uh, (laughs) Don't drink and drive, kids, because it's the wrong thing to do. This was the 1200 episode of Friday Night Smackdown. We have 
the big match of the night was Sheamus, Happy Corbin, Sami Zayn, Ricochet, and Madcap Moss in a fatal five-way for the number one contendership to the Intercontinental Championship. That match is going to take place at Castle uh, uh, Clash of the Castle in Cardiff in, I think it's two weeks' time? I think so. Um, Sheamus gets the win. So we're going to see Sheamus versus Gunther. Versus Gunther. And I'm excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Because... That's going to be brutal. Yeah, and with as pasty white as Sheamus is, uh, <laughs> the, the bruising from the chops yeah. is going to show up seriously. Oh, yeah. But, it, you know, it is just, and they're going to be in the UK, mm-hmm. which I realize Sheamus is Irish and the UK is not exactly Ireland. Right. But it's close enough to say we're on Sheamus's home turf. Up until recently, they were. You know, yeah, but it's close enough to say that, that you know, we're, we're on Sheamus's home turf. That's going to be a great match. The crowd is going to be on fire for that match. I can't wait. Anyways, we finished the show off with a face-off between Roman and Drew. Drew goes to hit Roman with a Claymore. Sammy comes in, moves Roman out of the way, to eats the Claymore. Roman hits Drew with Superman Punch. Setting up for the spear, Drew's able to get back to his feet, and as Roman's coming in for the spear, hit Roman with the claymore. Leaving Roman laid out, and Drew standing tall in the ring. That's going to be a good match. I'm really looking forward to it. It's not going to go the way I want it to go. Yeah, I want Drew to win. But but it's going to be a good match. I do have something I want to talk about when we get to it uh, that I think would be a really cool fantasy booking for it. Okay. Well, that's the end of SmackDown. You want to go into uh, Rampage? Yeah. Rampage started out with uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland because I refused to call them Swerve in our glory uh, versus Private Party. <laughs> but, but you just did. Yeah. Um, versus Private Party. Of course, uh, Keith Lee and Strickland won. We then had Hook versus Zach Clayton, who is somebody. <laughs> uh, but Hook obviously won without any uh, real Mm -hmm. uh, offense at all. After that, uh, Buddy Matthews had a match versus Serpentico, which went exactly as you would have expected it to. Um, However, the best part of this match was right after it was over, Miro walks out on stage and throws Malachi's mask on the ramp, then runs down and absolutely brutalizes Buddy Matthews. Like, you know that wrestling isn't real. Or rather, scripted, I guess, is the what it is. What is yeah. it? Uh, wrestling's real, people are fake. Um, <laughs> but good Lord, at how they filmed Rusev's beatdown, it looked like he was just beating the absolute piss out of Buddy Murphy. Um, so props to the production on that one. Uh, we then had Penelope Ford versus Athena. Athena wins and then gets beat down by the baddies and Jade Cargill hits her with a sledgehammer. Then the, the match of the, the, the main event was the best friends versus the tr- trust busters. 
Uh, this is the was a trios tournament match, and the best friends won. And that was Rampage. Overall, it was a really good week of wrestling. Yeah, I thought wrestling was really good this week. Um, the uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, or the, I'm sorry, the Bryan Danielson and the Daniel Garcia match, Daniel versus Daniel, if you will. Um, it seemed a little slow paced at first. It did, but uh, when you're well, going over an hour. It seems slow, and, you know, we made the comment while we were up here watching it, too, that Daniel Bry- Brian Danielson was getting, like, no offense in on that first pinfall. Mm-hmm. Garcia, it was that was 100% Garcia. Yeah. And then uh, Brian picks up the second win with a roll-up because he was put in the, the, the armbar choke that Garcia was using. Mm-hmm. And Brian rolled through it and rolled his shoulders to the mat and pinned him. And then the third match was more Danielson, you know, getting the upper hand yeah. and then passing out Garcia. Yeah. Uh, I think the the best part of that match, honestly, though, was the end of it. Oh, yeah. You know, Jericho comes running in, starts attacking uh, Brian Danielson, and Garcia pulls him off, you know. Um, Which... Garcia does not work in Jericho Appreciation Society. Garcia's not a, a sports entertainer. <laughs> you know, that, he's not that, yeah. right? This dude was, uh, what they call him? Uh, Red Death? Wasn't that his name for a while? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Either way, he was, a, he is a technical wrestler. Yeah. He is a Brian Danielson 20 years ago, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. He was one of the names that was mentioned when they were talking about setting up Blackpool Combat Club. Blackpool Combat Club. You know, Danielson said he was one of the ones he wanted in the group. Mm -hmm. Of course, then he ends up in Appreciation Society. There you go. Now it looks like maybe we're they're kind of separating him out because he just doesn't fit. Yeah, he just doesn't. He doesn't fit, and I actually is made for a decent story. Is Slow yeah. burn as many times as we've seen Brian versus um, versus him. Yeah. It, it makes for a decent story long term to yep. see this. Hey, I got sucked into the uh, the cult of per- glamour, the well, cult of personality. cult of personality that is Chris Jericho, and now you have Daniel Bryan. I'm I'm going to keep calling him Daniel Bryan. He's been yeah. Daniel Bryan for years, uh, right? But you have Brian Danielson coming in and being like, dude, you're better than this. Yeah. And I'm going to beat you down until you accept it. I'm just going to beat you into the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's what it's going to be is he's going to join Blackpool Combat Club. I'm all for that. I want to see one other person join Blackpool Combat Club. And that's a woman. Yeah. Whether it's Ruby, whether it's Statlander, whether it's Well, Statlander's <laughs> with the best friends. Yeah. But uh-huh. I'm just I'm I'm throwing names out there. Ruby would yeah. be fine. Athena would be awesome Athena to join. Athena would be it. good. Um, just so they have that, that female presence. Yeah. And then I don't want anybody else to join Blackpool combat club because I don't want them to become NWO NWO. version (laughs) 2.0. Um, now you said cult of personality. I I said that I chose that very specifically because, which which brings us to another point in AEW this week. Uh, dynamite kicked off with, uh, Monsignor punk cutting a promo. Um, and it was supposed to be a promo about the match with John Moxley. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the promo with Moxley 
was damn good. Yeah. But he started it by throwing the belt on the ground and sitting down in the ring and calling out Hangman, Mm -hmm. who wasn't there. Uh, Called out Hangman to come take his rematch right now. Hangman was there. He was Was in the back. But... I'd read I, well. I've read two things. I read yeah. that he was, and I read he wasn't. Yeah, I've read that he was. I, I missed the thing um, where he wasn't. But either way, this wasn't scripted. This yeah. wasn't part of it. So Hangman wasn't going to come out. Um, but he called out Hangman, told him that uh, he was basically he called him a coward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hangman had made some comments previously, like almost throwaway style comments that Punk apparently took offense to. Um. Then you start digging a little more, and you find out that part of this animosity seems to be coming from Colt Cabana as well, that Colt was not going to be re-signed. Because of Punk. Because of Punk. And, like, most of the backstage guys, you know, most most of the locker room were like, absolutely not. You know, Colt's the reason. Colt is... Arguably, Colt is the first indie wrestler that really proved you did not have to go to WWE mm-hmm. to make a name for yourself. He has his. He had the podcast. He made a very well, good living for himself just doing the indie circuit stuff. And that's not to say that uh, Colt didn't try to go to WWE. WWE just never. They just used never him. saw anything in him. They, he's tried to go in as a commentator a couple yep. times. They just uh, never used him. Apparently, Colt's uh, more of a producer at AEW now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Just fair enough, because if I remember correctly, he had all but retired from the ring before his relationship with Punk fell apart. So, Tony re-signed him to the ROH brand. He's not part of Dark Order anymore. He's he's really not part of AEW anymore when it comes down to it. Um, And a lot of people in the locker room took big exception to that, because Colt had been there since the beginning of TV. Not since the beginning... But he'd been there since the beginning of TV. Mm-hmm. You know, big presence in the locker room that that uh, that a lot of these guys look up to. Yeah, you know, he he's that that elder statesman. Yeah, of the back, as it were, right? And uh, you know, this animosity with Punk between you know their legal things that they had several years ago. It's apparently caused problems. It it, it was supposed to have been squashed from what we were all told, kind of, when Punk re-signed, that it was, uh, you know, let bygones be bygones, we'll just not be around each other. And I think that that's how it was squashed, is we're not going to, let bygones be bygones, I don't ever want to see you, you don't ever want to see me. And suddenly they ended up in the same company. And I don't blame Tony for signing CM Punk. I don't either. Because if I have a wrestling company and I have the opportunity to define, to sign CM Punk. I'm signing CM Punk. I'm signing CM Punk. Yeah. With that being said, though, it would have had a conversation with Punk and said, look, I'm signing you. Mm-hmm. I understand so, that you have issues with this man over here. I think that those issues do not come into work. I think the biggest problem, and, and this kind of goes back a little bit to we heard about like with Cody mm-hmm. and... Uh, Kenny and the Bucks, and they're falling out and all this kind of stuff. Tony's in charge. Yeah. Tony isn't being in charge, though. No. You know, this is one of those things that, you know, you can we can all hate Vince McMahon, but when you heard a backstage heat in the WWE, it never got, like, super major heat. The only time that I can think that it did is Matt Hardy and Edge. Well, I mean, okay, so 
one stole the other one's almost wife. Yeah. You know what? No. No. Okay. No, yeah. Like, it is not okay for Matt Hardy to attack Edge from no. the crowd or whatever it was that he did. It's, it's, I don't remember exactly what it yeah. was. It's not, not okay. All right. But, but that being said, that's one of those I things. Get it. That's one of those things I don't approve, but I understand. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, there's been other times in the WWE that there's been backstage heat. I mean, if you're going to have people that are going to be around each other for 300 days a year, personalities are going to clash. However, Vince was very quick to step in and say, look, y'all can hate each other if you want to, but you're not going to ruin my show. Yeah. Or I will do away with you. Oh, yeah. And Tony isn't doing that. Uh, you know, there have been several comments from different people, uh, from Marco Stunt, from uh, Janella, uh, you know, from several that have said there's just no communication with with Tony. Like yeah. you, you'll start out and you talk to him like every day, and then all of a sudden you hear nothing, emails don't get returned, text messages don't get returned, voicemails don't get returned. If, if you're not part of the chosen few that he's working on right now. Yeah. So hopefully they get something figured out because I would hate to see like a little pissy backstage drama type stuff really start to seep into the product that ruins the product. Now, yeah. there is in all likelihood that maybe this was a work. You know, it, maybe I'm, Punk and yeah. Hangman got together backstage and we're like, hey, we want to do this. It'll be funny. You know, we'll rib the guys and we'll get the journalist, you know. Well, and my, my question is possibility. To, that is a possibility. My only feeling about that, though, is that there's been apparently a lot of backlash backstage mm-hmm. to the MJF stuff and it yeah. potentially being a work. And a lot of the boys in the back were like, this is not okay. This isn't cool. Right. Uh, and Like, if you want to work, that's fine, but loop us in. Yeah. And so it, it's tough for me to see this being at work on, right, right on the heels of that. Yeah, me too. But it's possible. It is I don't possible. See it. Uh, now, with all that said, the, the promo that was cut was awesome. No. Uh, Punk, said, Punk said about Moxley, uh, you're the third best person in your group which seems to be a uh, trend for you. So, ooh, Seth and Roman are better. Um, Except they're not. He called, Seth is for sure. Oh, no, I'll give Seth um, that, but Roman's, Roman's not, not better than, than John. No. Um, he calls out Eddie Kingston and says, you're the third best Eddie I've ever wrestled with and the second best Kingston. <laughs> So shout out to Kofi Kingston, shout out to Kofi, shout out to Guerrero and shout out to Eddie Edwards on that one. Uh, he then says, you're not even the first John that I'll beat in Chicago, Chicago for a title. Uh, Ooh, look at all these shots fired. You know, uh, Moxley comes out. I thought his promo was okay, but it was a standard John Moxley promo. Yeah. Punk's really had some, some heat behind it. Well, and here's the thing. Punk is very good on the mic. Mm-hmm. The reason CM Punk is CM Punk is not his talent in the ring. No. It about, is his talent on the microphone. About the best comment that Moxley said was, you think holding that microphone in your hand gives you power? Uh, being able to talk gives you power. Uh, you know, you'll see how much power it gives you when you're in the ring with me. Mm-hmm. You know, Moxley's a, Moxley's a, a fighter. 
Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, obviously. Um, but I thought the promo was good. It set up, though, instead of All Out being where they're going to fight, they're going to fight next week on Dynamite. Well, I wonder if this is an audible by Tony. Um, maybe. I'm thinking one of two things. Either A, it's an audible because he doesn't know if Punk's just going to be Punk and say, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. Screw you. Um, so he's tr- going to try his best to get the belt off of him. Or if we're going to see some kind of interference of some sort on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and maybe the all-out title becomes a three-way between Punk, Moxley, and Hangman. It's possible. So that would allow, and, and I, I hate saying this, that would allow Hangman to take the pin and protect Moxley or Punk, whichever one. Whichever one you want. So yeah. it would give you protection for your top two guys. Mm-hmm. It would quote unquote give Hangman his rematch. Yeah. So you could kill a couple of birds with one stone there. Yeah. Um, transitioning out of that, and another reason they might be doing this. With the Time Warner Discovery merger and the the CEO's utter uh, ineptitude at managing anything other than reality television shows, mm-hmm. with negotiations starting soon, AEW could be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Because right now, AEW is not the exciting wrestling company mm-hmm. on on TV with Vince stepping away and triple H taking over WWE has become the talked about wrestling company. And they've, I mean, they've always been the top dog, but they've regained that excitement that I mentioned earlier. Regained the buzz. Yeah. Because AEW has been coasting on the ill will of Vince McMahon Mm -hmm. for the past year. And they don't have that anymore. They have been coasting on that. What are you going to do? Go watch raw. It's the same Raw you watched in January. It's the same Raw you watched in February. It's the same Raw you watched in March. It's the exact same show. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do, watch them? You know, come on, watch us. We have we have all these high-flying spots. We have mm-hmm. this engagement, right? Well, they haven't really built too much in the way of story to really get people invested in anything over the, oh, my God, what's happening in the ring? Mm-hmm. Now with Vince gone, Triple H has come in and kind of shaken things up. Now, whether he can maintain that remains to be seen. Don't know. But Tony's got to make some changes. Yeah. You know, the the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community, they're clamoring to have MJF back. And apparently there's been some discussions and talks about MJF coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I, I guess... I'm like one of the very few people out there. I don't care if MJF comes back. We've we've been very candid on this podcast of we were excited about MJF mm-hmm. two years ago. Yep. And until he did nothing to Then he's done the exact same thing over and over and over again. If he comes back I want to see Max Friedman. I don't want to see MJF. I want to see Max Friedman. I want to see something completely different from him. And I don't want to ever reference MJF again. So if he comes back, what are we going to do with him? Is he going to go into a, a, a 
feud with somebody and then they've got to wrestle all the members of uh, Blackpool Combat Club to get to him or something like that. Yes. Like, cause that's I mean, exactly that, what's going to happen. You know, like, is he going to hire out the best friends or the Andrade family office to, to be his, his goons? Like, that's what has happened. Did, did, did you just turn the best friends into the APA? I did. I did. <laughs> and I'm proud of it too. I'm proud of you too. Because, because um, you know, he would go up to orange Cassidy and Cassidy would just be like, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like, are we going to see the same storyline or are we actually going to see something new from MJF? Uh, Cause if we don't see anything new from him, he can stay gone for all I care. I, I almost think it would benefit MJF. No, I know that it would benefit MJF to spend time at NXT mm-hmm. with people that are better than him. <laughs> By a long shot. And and let him say, because the man has all the talent in the world. Yeah. He, he's he's, he's good in the ring. He's and he's good on the he's microphone. He's good on the microphone. He just needs somebody that's going to say, dude, you can't do the same. Oh, it's worked so far. It's worked so far, but it's not going to work anymore. Yeah. And... This was indie bullshit. Yeah. Matt, Matt Bloom is going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Triple H is going to be able to Shawn do Michaels. that. Shawn Michaels is going to be able to do that. He's going to get the chance to work with Seth Rollins, with, with these guys yeah. who are going to be like, look, you're Here's good. Up. Let us elevate you to great. Like personally, I wish Jericho would step away from being a main event wrestler. Like I wish he would step back to just it's, maybe maybe wrestling at the pay per views and not on dynamite anymore, and wish he would go into the back and be that guy. His ego won't allow it. I know. Here's the thing. Because right about, now, because think about this. Think about the good that MJF or you know people like him could learn from Jericho about being a heel and about evolving your character because Jericho has stayed relevant now for. 25 years. Yeah. Let's just call it 30. Let's you just, know, let's just call it 30. I mean, but you know, he's, he's been relevant for, for that long. Here's the thing. AEW has the people they need to do it. They have John Moxley. They have Chris Jericho. They have Brian Danielson. They now have William Regal. Yeah. Not to mention uh, Dustin, Dustin, Dean Malenko, Claudio, Claudio, Punk, even as much of a, yeah. a well, diva as he can be from time to time, he's still this vast wealth of knowledge. We've seen John Moxley elevate people. Mm-hmm. We're seeing Brian Danielson elevate people, and let's face it, Brian Danielson is on the latter half of his career. He's he's on oh, the yeah, downslope. Sure. John Moxley is at the peak of his career right now. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, Brian Danielson's on the downslope, not because he can't go, but because He's taken so much abuse over the years and he's already talked about how he wants to spend more time with his family. And I think that's why he's with AEW to begin with. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't surprise me. You have guys that can elevate these younger talent, the jungle boys, the MJFs. They just have to spend the time to do it. And Tony has to put the trust in them and also tell the guys with the egos like MJF, Put your ego aside. Yep. Learn from these these veterans of this industry who have been to the top. Because as much as you might want to think about it, AEW is not the top of the mountain. 
It's mm-hmm. WWE, and for the foreseeable future, it's going to be WWE. Yeah. WWE will be the top of the mountain for the next 15, 20 years, yeah. I would think. It's yeah. going to take a while. If AEW plays their cards right, I could see in five or so years, it kind of becoming one of those like, okay, if you want to be a wrestler, because it's already going that way. If you want to be a wrestler, you go to AEW, and you're going to get all the stardom you could possibly want for being a wrestler. Yeah. If you want to be an entertainer, you go to WWE. Wait, an entertainer. Entertainer. You can go to Sport. WWE. Sports. Entertainment. You can go to WWE and become the top of your profession there. Um, and they're treated equally. Mm. Right? I could see that in five or so more years. If AEW continues what they're doing, though, within 10 years or so, I could see them being the top. If they straighten things up, I think I said if they continue what they're doing, if they straighten things up, if they continue what they're doing, they're going to be TNA in five years, Mm -hmm. which TNA's got some good stuff, but TNA missed their opportunity. Talks about it. TNA missed their opportunity. TNA TNA had TNA ruined their opportunity when they allowed Hulk Hogan to say, "We should go to Monday nights, brother." That was it. Should go to Monday nights, brother. We should go to a four sided ring, brother. we should be WCW version two. Right. And no. And then created the Immortals, which was NWO version two, and ruined TNA. And Dixie Carter yeah. let it happen. Yeah. That's another story. Well, no, it's not. It's the same story because you had Dixie, who was a millionaire running wrestling. Mm-hmm. And and I realized that, that, that Tony is arguably a billionaire. Uh, or at least his dad his is, is, you know. She didn't understand what she was doing. and I don't even to- think it was that. No, like, Tony is in the same place. He's a fan of wrestling. He's doing it better than Dixie did. I don't think it was the even problem that with is- Dixie. I think the problem with Dixie was she understood what she was doing. She thought she was doing the right thing and getting Bischoff and Hogan in there because... They fed her a line of, we've been doing this for so many years. We've been so successful. We were in WCW when WCW was beating WWE. Well, we and Bischoff, the, Bischoff has basically claimed sole responsibility for that. Yeah, we have the we have the formula to destroy WWE. And Dixie Carter was like, all right, I'll let y'all do it. Because obviously, I mean, obviously for 83 weeks, you know. So here we go. And then... With the keys to the the candy store, Bischoff and Hogan ruined any goodwill that TNA had with their fans as that alternate to WWE. And there's other factors there. You had there's a lot more factors there. You too, had Jarrett I mean, falling out of favor with Dixie over yeah. the issues with and then creating with like Karen. global force and well, there was a know, lot of there was a lot of reasons that TNA failed. Um, and I mean, let's let's be perfectly honest. We said earlier, if we could sign, if we were running a wrestling company and we could sign CM Punk, we would mm-hmm. sign CM Punk. At that time, because remember, this was pre-sex tape and yeah. pre-Hogan, you know, the the getting out there that he said the N-word. Right. I'm signing Hulk Hogan to my company. I'm not letting him manage. No. But I'm signing That's the problem with at Hogan, that time. Though. That's at the problem that with time. Hogan. Signed as a talent. Huge get. Yeah. You know, he's still, Hulk Hogan still has name recognition. Yeah. 
Maybe it's the wrong kind at this point, but he still has I, it. I think he still has the right kind, but he has enough of the wrong kind that I don't want him associated but with my wrestling promotion. I would never sign Hogan to the contract that Hogan would want to sign. No. Hogan would be signed to a contract, a regular old, plain old, your wrestler, you do what I say contract. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be given creative control or favored nations or any of that kind of stuff. Well, I don't think anybody gets favored nations right. anymore. I think that is the one lesson that <laughs> everybody took. I think the one lesson that everything of. learned from WCW. <laughs> um, but we're way off we in are. the field, I think, here. Uh, let's talk about the mystery partner. So the Bucks ask Hangman, hey, Hangman, can you, uh, you know, we're sorry. Uh, you know, Our bad. Will you be our friend? And Hangman was like, yeah, I'll be your friend, but I'm not wrestling with you. Yeah. You know? Um, so they got to figure out who's going to be their, their friend. So we get the, the, the intro from Roosh and Dragon Lee and, and Andrade. And then we get the young bucks come out and then Justin Roberts gets in the ring and he unfolds a little piece of paper. Well, Brandon hands him the piece of paper. Brandon hands him the piece of paper and he unfolds this piece of paper and he starts reading down. He is a two-time IWGP champion. And as soon as they said that, like the whole crowd blows up, right? Because yeah. they know who it is. Yeah, he, uh, he drops into his North Carolina and then thing. And to the end of it, he gets, and never hailing from North Carolina. And then Kenny comes out. but And he comes out with Nakamura, with uh, Nakazawa. Nakamura. <laughs> he comes out with uh, Nakazawa. Shinsuke Nakamura has jumped ships, guys. <laughs> and uh, Callus, mm. right? And I think all of us in here were kind of upset. At least a little bit that we, those two came out with him. We were like, "Cause that's gross. more, cause that's more heel Kenny." Yeah, and and we were kind of hoping for a face Kenny. Um, he comes down, have this absolute banger of a match. He's apparently not one hundred percent yet, but for Kenny Omega, he's at like ninety percent, which is everybody else's hundred percent type mm-hmm. thing. So um, he's, he's not quite at a hundred percent. He's he is cleared to wrestle. He's putting on an act to make yeah. it seem like he's more injured than he is. He was wearing yeah. a shirt throughout the match. And yeah. He had a uh, had the brace, brace on, the on the shoulder and everything, which the match was great. Mm-hmm. It was exactly what you expect out of an elite match. Um, again, that, that spot where they put Kenny on the guardrail and Dragon Lee dove through him. As I get older, like 20 years ago, I'd have been like, oh my God, that was the best spot of the week. <laughs> you know, now it's like, I really don't want to see something like that again. Yeah. Because, like, Dragon Lee just laid there for a while. Mm-hmm. I, I, there were spots in this match with either that dude is the best seller on the planet or there were spots in the match where he was legit knocked the F out. <laughs> well, it, we get to the end of the match. Yeah, like at the very where, end where Kenny puts him up and does the one-winged angel. Well, before that, just the, the move just before that. Yeah, where the V-trigger like, in the rope. Yeah, it looked like he might actually have been unconscious. Mm-hmm. Because that was one of the sloppiest one-winged angels I've yeah. ever seen. It was like he wasn't getting any help, and he was trying to do it with a with a still mm-hmm. slightly injured shoulder. Because normally, you know, Kenny puts him up, then he gets the twist, and then he drops him, right? Mm-hmm. This was all like he got him up and dropped him immediately, went for the pin, and as soon as he pinned him, like, Kenny rolls over and starts whispering to him. Yeah. Um. Like I think he, I think he knocked him the heck out on the rope with the he, V trigger. He by may accident. have, and, and, and or at least knocked him loopy. Kenny was rusty. Yeah, Kenny was rusty, but he's been out of the ring for just shy of a year, mm-hmm. like nine months. Yep. 
Or no, it's been longer than nine months. It's been almost a year. I think it's been nine, ten months, something like that. Yeah. Anyways, so it was he's 292 days yeah. or something like that. So he's been out for a while. Then you got Dragon Lee, who, great wrestler, mm-hmm. but not probably hasn't wrestled Kenny very often. If at all. If at all. So I think you have a, a storm of, of circumstances. Kenny still being hurt a little bit goes in there for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, following this, Andrade and Roosh beat up Dragon Lee. Beat up Dragon Lee and take his mask off. Yeah. And poor Dragon Lee. The camera face was the camera was in the wrong spot because his entire face was exposed for a full two or three seconds before he was able to get his hand hand over him. Yeah. Which I know was not the intent. Because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they said Dragon Lee was actually Roosh's younger brother or something. Yes. So you know, I know that wasn't the intent there. It just was what happened. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, there's not really a whole lot to talk about on the WWE side of things that I'm aware of, except for the big news out of WWE. It's so hard to say goodbye, even though we never watched it. We rarely watched it. Yeah. NXT UK is no more. Yeah, I think they got two more episodes because I think I saw something where worlds collide, which is September 4th is going to be their last show. Yeah. Um, the, the, the talking around it is they're getting rid of NXT UK. They're going to start next year with NXT Europe and kind of spread that out, you know, get Germany involved, get, France and, you know, the whole of Europe involved with it, right? Mm-hmm. Which, cool idea if they go through with it. Personally, I'll be shocked if I see that happen. Um, you know, Twitter, of course, blew up with all of the stars from NXT UK announcing that they had been released or they had requested their release. Um, it kind of sounds to me like all of them were given the option of, hey, or at least some of them were given the option of, hey, you can come over to the U.S. and be part of NXT. Because mm-hmm. uh, B Priestley did that, which I forget her name. But they, they just signed her. Yeah. Like, they just signed her. But right. that's not stopped them before. It's not stopped them before. Uh, Trent Seven was yeah, released. So but, I've, got, I've got the whole just, list here. He just re-signed a contract like a month ago. Yeah. I've, I've got the whole, whole list here. And, and most of these are going to be names that we don't know. But just so you guys can understand how massive these releases were. Yeah. Amir Jordan, Danny Luna, Dave Mastiff, Amelia McKenzie, Primate, Nina Samuels, Rohan Raja, Shea Samuels, Sid Scala, Trent Seven, Ashton Smith, Jack Stars, T-Bone, Teoman, Flash Morgan Webster, Wild Boar, Kenny Williams, Amale, Amale, A-M-A-L-E, Amale. Yeah, Amale. Uh, <laughs> Mark Andrews, Zia Brookside, Eddie Dennis, Saxton Huxley, Sam Gradwell. Yeah, it's a huge. That's that like, is that is a that promotion. Is the roster, <laughs> basically. You know, it's it's one of those that. Okay, you're you're setting up NXT UK. Mm-hmm. Why are we releasing all of these people just before that? And the answer's got to be the restructuring. NXT UK 
Oh, NXT gonna, Europe. Yeah, or NXT Europe. Um, but, but here's the problem. So NXT UK, when it came out, they bought out almost all of the UK wrestling promotions. Oh, they decimated UK they, independent wrestling. Yeah, they bought out Evolve. They bought out Progress. They bought out like several of those promo promotions that were running the the European scene. They bought them mm-hmm. and put all their people in NXT UK. Well, now they've released 20-odd people right at. Yeah. And there's no major promotions over there that can really pick them up. Uh, now, there's going to be guys that are going to see this yeah, and, and take advantage of it. We will see a new NXT, or not NXT, European. A new European wrestling UK scene. wrestling yeah. scene. I mean, Dragon Gate's still around. There'll yeah. be ones that go there. Some of them will go to New Japan. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we see maybe one of them show up in AEW. Well, Trent uh, Seven, he's got quite a bit of clout. Yeah, he's going to end up somewhere. A couple of them might show up in TNA. Now the the question becomes: Does somebody like Trent want to come to the U.S. or is that why? That very well. If could he just be wants to stay in, in the UK, is because he didn't want to come over. So I don't that, blame him. But <laughs> well, but but that limits his options. It really limits his options. But he could also be sitting there saying, "Oh, there's an opportunity here," mm-hmm. and he starts his own wrestling promotion, exactly. signing a bunch of these guys. They all have name recognition for the UK audience, at least. Mm-hmm. And off you go to the races. So exactly. Um, so. Hit row. Hit let's, row. Let's, let's tap on that one for a minute. <laughs> they made their, their triumphant return to WWE last week minus Swerve Scott. Obviously. Mm-hmm. This week, they come down and they did a rap concert. After now, throwing out, because they did walk down to the ring, yeah. they threw out maximum male models. Okay. Which have done absolutely nothing. They throw them out of the ring and they do their little rap concert. And maybe, maybe you can say it's because I'm not a fan of rap. I'm a 40 plus year old white dude. I don't get it. That is entirely possible. However, this was without a doubt one of the worst segments that I have seen in wrestling in a while. And I thought, okay, maybe that is it. Maybe it is because I'm a 40-plus-year-old white dude and I don't get it. So I went to the internet. I don't recommend that in most cases, but I went to the internet. It's widely considered a bad decision. And apparently, I'm not alone. (laughs) Because apparently, the internet hated it too. Here's the thing. I don't tune in to wrestling. To see a rap concert. Like, if it had a reason, okay? Like, if if we're fixing to set up Maximum Male Models versus Hit Row, okay. If they throw them out of the ring, they start their rap concert, and then maybe next week, you know, they're going to have another rap thing, and the Male Models come down and throw them out of the ring, and then do some posing. Maybe, 
in the this wrestling comedy world, fashion police land. Okay, maybe I can buy it. Mm-hmm. Do I like it? Not really, mm-hmm. but can I buy it? Sure. Yeah. Um, personally, I think it would be awesome if Tyler Breeze and they re-sign Curtis and he comes back as Fandango. Well, they have to re-sign Tyler too because he's just signed. He's signed for backstage stuff. And well, I don't only, even think he's backstage. I think it is just, just for up, up, down, down, up, up, down, down. So they can re-sign him and we can have the fashion police come back and we can have the fashion police adjudicate <laughs> this. You know, sign them for it, a per appearance. Oh, it would be great. Have them come back for a couple of months to get involved with this and then move on. But it feels like this is just, hey, and, and it, it, honestly, this is what it feels like. Hey, they're black. They should rap. Well, and it's, and, it's and not the that. Thing I, is, I get the top you... dollar is a rapper. Mm-hmm. I didn't say successful. I just said he is a rapper. B-Fab is apparently a rapper as well. Uh, the other guy, I don't even know his name. Ashante the, Ashante the Adonis. Adonis. That's right. Um, So I get it. Mm-hmm. However, trying to rap in a sanitized PG WWE, I, I'm not buying it. Well, you know, here's the thing: is the three of them have been doing this for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. They added Swerve to the group right before they debuted on NXT. Right. They did a rap concert at NXT. Mm-hmm. It was and much better. It was much better. And I, I think Swerve is much better because Swerve is actually a fairly talented rapper and he had the ability then the flow that top dollar doesn't have that B fab doesn't have. And I don't even think Ashante the Adonis actually can rap. I think he's just part of the group. I, he's the hype if man. I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I, you know, but you said you're a 40 year old white man. You don't understand rap. I'm a 35 year old white man who grew up listening to rap. Mm-hmm. We did our, you know, we, we were a special guest over on our friends over travelers on the omnibus a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We did our favorite songs. One of my favorite songs was a rap song. I didn't like this performance. Now, granted, I do not like live performances of music. Most of the time. So weird. <laughs> I, most of the time. Now, there are, of course, there are upset exceptions, but this was just bad. The microphone levels were too low. They sounded like they were rapping over a pre recorded track, mm-hmm. and they were off beat from the track. Right. And I'm sitting there, it's like, why is this in the middle of my wrestling show? Mm-hmm. One. You just threw out maximum models. You didn't hit any of them with anything. They just, just threw, threw them, them out, out the and they vanished. Where are they? Yep. Where are they? You threw them out of the ring and they didn't get back in. Eli, Max, LA, whatever your name is. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you hit the ring with your boys? Yep. Like, okay, we're, we're booking top dollar. Top dollar. Dollar, not nada. <laughs> we're, we're booking top dollar to be this massive, unbeatable guy because he's fairly quick in the ring. He's a big guy. Sure, whatever. Um, but 
they have everything they need in maximum male models right now to go toe to toe in a feud with with them. Mm-hmm. Like you absolutely could. You you have your female wrestler in uh whatever Maxine Dupree, whatever her yeah. her former name was. You have her versus Bfab. Bfab, and then you, you have, have you have Masse, mm-hmm. who's a big dude who can stand up against. Top dollar. Um, top dollar. You even have L.A. Knight or, or Max Dupree. Yep. Who could go up to against top dollar and would probably do better than uh, Massey. Mm-hmm. And it, you have, I mean, and don't forget, you know, we also have uh, Mansoor in there too. Yeah. You know, so. Mansoir. Mansoir. That's right. So, like, yes, there's something there. And I, I hope that this is the start of a feud. But this is Triple H's first miss. Mm-hmm. And it and the th- the sad thing is it didn't need to be a miss, it could have been okay. You know, you, you could have there there, any number of small little things could have been changed in that segment, and suddenly. It's an okay. It's a passable segment, not yeah. just a. Ugh, that was terrible. Now there's some other WWE news that came out. I think it came out this week. It might have came out last week. Apparently, somebody at WWE was a little bit naughty and reached out to a signed AEW talent. Yes, all that. Uh, trying to recruit them. Yeah. Naughty, naughty. You don't, uh, you, you don't tamper with contracts. <laughs> uh, so far, nobody has come out to say who that AEW talent was. That AEW talent did the right thing. Mm-hmm. They went and, to Tony and told them. And hey. went to Tony and told him. And so now this is going to be settled behind the scenes. There's probably going to be... I imagine there will be a settlement. Yeah, there's there definitely was going to be a cease and desist letter sent. And probably a, hey, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, hey, bro. <laughs> that's a... Uh, you, know, you can't do this kind of stuff. Because it, it's, it's highly inappropriate to mm-hmm. what like what we said tamper with a contract yeah. you know that's it's, it's exactly not even highly inappropriate is. it is illegal it's illegal <laughs> it is illegal so we'll we'll probably won't hear much else about that because it's going to it's all going to happen behind the scenes at this point mm-hmm. but WWE you can't be doing that yep do we have anything else and you know the sad thing is, I bet part of that was a, uh, like, I don't know how far out of out of touch it was, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a, it could have been as simple as Triple H calling to tell Adam Cole, you know, hey man, I hope you get better soon. Would love to see you back. Yeah, right. But because of his role now and everything. That, uh, you know, it creates that sticky situation. Yeah. Uh, as far as anything else, man, I really can't think of anything. Well, there, okay. I do want to talk just briefly. Clash at the Castle, and I, I just verified the date. It is Saturday, September 3rd, so not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Okay. It's almost completely built, at least the big matches. Yeah, so we got a week we to got build. We basically weeks. got a, two weeks to build. Yeah. So, or two weeks to, to uh, fine-tune, I suppose. Yeah. But, yeah. 
So, I'm actually looking forward to Clash at the Castle. This is going to be Triple H's first pay-per-view that he's completely in charge of. Yeah, because with SummerSlam, he was in charge of it, but most of SummerSlam had already been built Yeah, by the time he took over. Yeah. So, yeah, there were changes that were made at the last minute, but as far as the full-on build, this is the first one. Yeah. And... Yeah, let's see what he can do. Let's see it. it. We know what he can do with NXT. Mm-hmm. Can he duplicate that on I the mean, main roster? Damn near all of the takeovers were bangers. Yeah. I, I can only think of one, and I don't remember which number it was, but I can only think of one that when I finished watching it, I was like, that was a really good WWE pay-per-view, but it mm-hmm. was kind of a subpar takeover. Yeah. Uh, but most of the takeovers, every time there was a takeover before a, a WWE pay-per-view, I think all of us walked out going, takeover was a thousand times better. Almost always. Almost so. always. Uh, with that being said, I think that that's everything for this week. Yep. Um, want to say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi. Thanks, Greg. They allow us to use this studio space every week, not only to record, but to come and watch wrestling. Yeah. So thank you, Greg. Check out McNarbs. They have a ton of games. If you're into Pokemon, they have Pokemon cards. If you're into Magic the Gathering, they have Magic cards. RPGs, they have pretty much any RPG you can imagine. Uh, at least the big ones, they, they definitely keep those in stock. So D&D, Pathfinder, a uh, couple smaller ones that from time to time you might be interested in. They've got this new one, the Level Up 5th Edition, Advanced 5th Edition, Looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get my hands on it and and play a campaign in that setting. But come check out McNarms. Tell them we sent you. Pick up some games. And while you're here, run over to Big Dog Liquor. Pick up something from them. They've got whiskey, vodka, tequila, rum, uh, liquor, you name it. They've got it. They've also got wines upon wines upon wines. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm not a wine guy. I have no idea other than some are red and some are white. But Brad will be able to tell you which one you know mm-hmm. to go with, which one's dry, which one's more sweet, which one goes with this, which one goes with that, which ones are currently on sale, which is the big thing, right? There you go. Um, you know, he does military discounts, he does senior discounts. So give him a shot. Grab something over there. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Give him a shot. Ah. <laughs> you know, get something there. Get something McNarb. You've already listened to us. So listen to our friends at Travelers on the Omnibus. Thanks again, Ethan, for sponsoring the whiskey this week. Thank you, Ethan. Appreciate um, it. Saves me money. They do a, what do they call it? A, they a, call it a field trip a field through trip nerd, nerd, nerd and pop, and pop cu- culture. Yep, That's what it was. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the most recent ones they put out, Michael alluded to it, was the top five songs of all time. Uh so, I don't know what their new one is. I just know that there's a bingo card laying on the table that has things about when things are done to Ethan. So, I can only assume that that would be funny. Yeah. Um. So, definitely give them a listen. And, you know, we, we were on that top five songs of all time. So, there were six of us on that pod- podcast. There was not a single repeated song on that list. So, check that out. Do you agree or disagree with our list? If you don't, well, too bad. This is the undisputed top five songs of all time. 
yep. as determined by Travelers on the Omnibus and Whiskey and Wrestling. Once you're done listening to them, Jody over there from Travelers on the Omnibus has a show that he does where he talks about his relationship with horror and how it has affected him throughout his life. It's called Fearology. It's available, I believe, on Anchor and Spotify. Give him a listen, and it's a great show, very personal show for him. So give it a listen and enjoy. And if you like television, if you like movies, check out our friends. We, we shouted them out at the beginning. We challenged them to... Uh, well, challenge is over. They didn't accept. They didn't accept. So they lose. We win. Yay! Yay. <laughs> but uh, our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They talk about movies and bingeable TV. They host a weekly live stream on Tuesday, uh, Thursday nights it's on Thursday. YouTube. So, you know, give them a give them a listen, give them a watch, tell them we sent you. And I really think with all that, I think with all that, we're done. So, shall we see you next week? We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.